Grace, mercy, and peace to each one of you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you please bow your head with me? Dear Father, we come into your presence this morning to hear your word, and we pray that as it goes forth, you will keep your promise, and we know you will. Nevertheless, we still ask that as your word goes forth, it will not return void, but it will work your will in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. There are some things that are just hard to learn. Remember when you were four or five years old and you're, you're trying to learn how to tie your shoe? <laughs> Remember that? And I don't know if that was hard for anybody but me, but I imagine it was. Sometimes a description is not enough. You have to be shown how to do something sometimes. Sometimes nothing but a demonstration will do. I'd be willing to bet that most of us in this room, that, that, let me say that another way, probably no one in this room learned to tie your shoe with no help whatsoever from anyone. I bet somebody showed you at least once how to do it. Some of us, it took a lot of showing, and I'm one of those. Now, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say there might be one, because there's always this one person, it seems like, for whom life just comes easy, but the rest of us probably took some demonstrations on how to learn how to tie your shoe. But if you look at my feet today, you will see shoes that are tied. My wife did it before I left home. But... but <laughs> Anyway, but <clears throat> not really. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so sometimes a demonstration is worth a thousand words, isn't it? In our Bible lesson for this morning, which is found in 1 John chapter 3, John tells us that we have had a demonstration a demonstration of what love is. And that once we have seen that demonstration now, we can imitate that in our own lives as we, as we demonstrate it to each other, each other in the church. And so our lesson, like I said, is found in 1 John chapter 3, and we begin with verse 16, and we're just going to kind of work our way through this. And so John says this, by this, we know love. By what? Well, he's, he's just about to tell us. And so he goes on, he says, because he laid down his life for us. There's the demonstration, by the way, right there. Jesus demonstrated, let me read that again, by this, by this demonstration, we know love. We've, we've heard it, we've seen it, we've, we've experienced it, that he laid down his life for us. And now having laid this foundation, John goes on and he says, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Let's, 
let's stop for a minute, shall we? Because the order that this is that this is written is very important for us. And uh, we said this, we, I said a second ago, John lays this foundation, and we don't want to get this order backwards, where, where Jesus is our example uh, before we actually know the real purpose of what he did. Because his purpose wasn't simply to be an example for us. In fact, that actually is a secondary purpose of what Jesus did. And so, um, we have had love demonstrated to us, John says, and a couple of questions arise from that. Well, the first is, who demonstrated it? And we've already answered that. That's Jesus. And the second answer is, well, how did he demonstrate it for us? And the answer to that is found in Romans chapter 5, where we read this. God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that's important, so let's ponder that a little more, shall we? Think about that for a minute. On, on page 2 of my Bible, which is Genesis the end of chapter 1 and chapter 2 is on page 2. It says that God created Adam and Eve, and then he looked at everything he'd created, and he says, Behold, it is very good. And you know what? You, you can thumb through all of the other pages in your Bible, and you will never find another time where God compliments the human race like that again. Isn't that amazing? The page two is the last time he gives a compliment to the human race. And now he does compliment individuals. David said as a man after his own heart. Joseph and, and other people. But the entire human race, you'll not find it. And, well, you're the reason for that. So am I. Because... When we're born, we're born with a natural tendency to be turned away from God and turned into ourselves and be selfish, self-seeking people. And here's the problem with that. God calls that sin, and we're infected with it. And here's the problem. The real problem is that, well, sinners cannot stand in the presence of God. The Bible says his eyes are of purer substance than to behold sin. And so we're faced with a dilemma, a predicament, that if we want to go to heaven, well, we, we can't, right? And so, well, this gets back to the demonstration then, that God demonstrates his own love for us and that while we're in this dilemma, this dilemma of our own making by our own fault, by our own sin, Christ died for us. And that's what the Bible says. And what that means is that before we had ever given a thought about God, he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross and be our savior so that we can go to heaven. And what he did was he came to this earth and he lived in my place. He lived in your place. And the Bible says that in place of my sinful life, he lived a perfect life. And then he, 
he went to the cross and he offered up that perfect life and he made a sacrifice that made the payment for all of the sins that I have committed and all of the sins that you have committed combined. Because he was God the Son, he's able to make a payment that large that it covers everyone's sin. And so he offered that perfect obedience to the Father and he laid down his life for you and for me. And because he did that, Every sin that you have ever committed has been blotted out, God says, like a thick cloud. It is gone. When the vapor dis dissipates and the cloud is gone, your sin will not remain. It will be blotted out with that cloud. And that's our demonstration. I like that poster that says, Jesus loves you this much. And he stretched out his hands and died. Now then, we can go on to the rest of this because having known our Lord Jesus, having known what he's done for us and believed it, and it becomes a part of us. And he says this now, and we ought also to lay down our lives for the brethren. What amazing, an amazing thing. Now he gives us the opportunity to demonstrate that same love for each other. And you know what? We still have this sinful nature. It doesn't necessarily come easy for us. And so he, he tells us a little bit more. He says this. But whoever has this world's good, and so he's going to describe uh, a way that we can demonstrate our love for each other. But whoever has this world's good and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So Christian love is an action verb. Right? It expresses itself in actions. It is generous with its possessions to someone else who might need them. It's willing to give them to brothers and sisters in need. Now, we also give them to... When I say brothers and sisters, when we're referring to our brothers and sisters in Christ. We also give charitably to those who are not believers, but, but first, the Bible says, we give to believers who are in need and take care of others within the body of Christ. And you know what? I, I still find that doesn't come naturally to me. I, I find that there are certain people that I like to pick, and, and those are the people I like to help because... Because they're people who are easy to get along with, you know? But that's not what John says here, is it? That we pick and choose who we're going to help. And that makes it a little harder than to love those people who are hard to love. And so how can a Christian have the motivation to do that day by day? How can we, how can we uh, love people who are hard to love, right? I mean... There's Christians even who are hard to love and don't be saying it's you looking at me. But anyway, but there are people who are hard to love and you know it and I know it and sometimes it is me. And so it's, it's actually fairly simple and I want to just mention a couple of ways. One, feed on the gospel and feed on the gospel every day. That's the reminder. That's the demonstration of how Christ demonstrated his love for me when I had nothing to offer him and I was a sinner, my Savior died for me. To feed on the gospel often 
means I need to take the Lord's Supper often because that's where we get strength from his very body and blood. And then, and then secondly, find some believing friends and do what the Bible says. It says stimulate one another to love and good works. Well, demonstration is worth a thousand words. Because we know our Savior's love, we now have opportunity to go and demonstrate that same love to others. May God grant us the insight to see the opportunities and the grace to do it. Amen. May the peace that passes all understanding now keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Would you please bow your head with me? Gracious Father, you have caused your beloved Son to take our nature upon himself, that he might give us the example of humility and suffer death upon the cross for our sins. Mercifully grant us a believing knowledge of this, that we may follow the example of his patience and his love and be made partakers of the benefits of his sacred passion and death. Through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you all. Amen. Chris.